All right, we are back, baby, with my good friend and coworker Matthew Oliver. What's going on? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Uh, you're joining me for the first time on Zoom, and it's pretty cool, actually. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, you, you know, I like. I didn't know it would go this well. I can actually see you because I feel like we're like in the same room now together, yeah. so it makes it easier. Because I remember the first time I joined you guys, I was on the phone, and that that was kind of weird because I couldn't see you. But now. It was cool because you got the. It sounded like uh, what like when they call on like on ESPN and stuff. But then like I, the more I kept listening, I uh, I was hearing like birds in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that. Because I, I drove my uh, my grandmother to the doctor. I remember I was sitting on a park bench waiting outside. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there was probably some birds and and stuff in the background. So it's all but, good. Uh, added some character character to the show <laughs> yeah. nba show with birds in the background <laughs> so um so, all hail bull bull he Happy he bull literally bull. <laughs> he might be my favorite player in the bubble right now yeah he is just he's been unbelievable i mean this guy was a top recruit coming out of college he goes to the university of, of oregon he has a pretty decent year I believe he got hurt halfway through the year with a, a stress fracture in his foot. Uh, now, now a guy who's seven foot four, I believe what he is, and he gets a stress fracture in his foot. I mean, you think of guys like Yao Ming. Yao Ming had his career ended yeah. uh, with a foot injury. And this guy had, wasn't even in the NBA yet, and he breaks his foot during his first year at, at Oregon. Um, probably would have been a top 10 pick in the NBA draft. He drops all the way to the second round. And it just seems like Denver is willing to to take risk on these guys. They did the same thing taking Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. And, and they take a risk with this guy, Bulbul, and he sits out the whole year, comes back when they get to the bubble, and he's absolutely shined in their first three or four scrimmage games that they've played. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm impressed with him. What, what, what are your takes on um, first of all, like, I didn't expect for him to even play that much in the scrimmages. I didn't, I totally forgot he, like, he was in the league because he, <laughs> he, like, he didn't play a yeah, single game for the Nuggets. He was in the G League. But they came out and they had uh, their super tall lineup with Jokic playing point guard and uh, Jeremy Grant Bol, uh, at the two, Bol Bol at the three, Paul Millsap at the four, and uh, Mason Plumley at the five. And uh, Jokic is their tallest player point, point, playing point guard. And he actually looks really quick. Um, he, he does. That team is they're, – they're dangerous. I, I really think they're dangerous. They are going to give teams matchup problems. I mean, you got Jokic and you got Jamal Murray and you got Gary Harris and, and Michael Porter Jr. and Millsap. And then you add Bulbul to the mix. And they are just they, – they seem like they are cruising in the right direction. And, and I truly believe they are going to be a tough out – in Disney in the NBA bubble. I think so too. And I think Jokic playing point guard really uh, um, like unlocks Bol Bol and his potential. I don't think they're going to like start this, the, the seeding games with that lineup. I think it's a little bit too risky, but what concerns me is uh, Michael Porter Jr. Just arrived at the bubble for, I don't know. I don't know if he had some like family issues or whatever. Jamal Murray didn't play. And Mike Malone, their coach, said that uh, he didn't play because there was a monkey wrench thrown their way. I don't know what that means, but that's kind of concerning. Also, Will Barton, 
uh, one of the key starters didn't play because of knee soreness and he's had knee soreness since the beginning of the year and he's had a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that is concerning, but, but I still think if Malone can get these guys on the same page, I mean, we're T minus four days to, to this thing starts and, and these games start okay. meaning something. But, but I mean, if he can just unlock the potential, which I think he's starting to unlock the potential of Bobo and then, Jokic comes back to the NBA and it looks like he's in excellent shape. Yeah. I heard he's on a he's on a vegan diet now, and, and the guy looks like he probably lost about ten or fifteen pounds and put some solid muscle on. I, I mean, you you talk about a guy who he has such potential in this league that he is not even up to where probably he could be yeah. in the future. But but I, I really think they're going to be a fun team to watch. And uh, I'm excited to watch him. Me too. I mean, definitely a fun team. Uh, also, I forgot to mention, Gary Harris just uh, cleared quarantine just now. So, like, I, I, this, I mean, that's, that's the only thing that I'm – because, first of all, Michael Porter Jr., I, I want Mike Malone to play him more because he's a freaking scorer. Like, you put him in, he just gets you buckets once you put him in, like, at any point. He's so I, I mean, the, the, the thing with him is, can how is the back going to hold? I mean, back injuries with, with young guys, it's – that's that's his his thing he can play he could uh he could shoot he could score rebound. he can play defense he can rebound he yeah. uh if he's got such a i believe his wings wingspan is somewhere in like the seven foot range yeah and it's his the one thing that holds him up is is the back gonna hold up to allow him to play at the level that he is used to playing if you've ever seen high school tape of him the kid is unbelievable he yeah. was the gatorade player of the year and then he goes to a no-name college. He goes to Missouri. And everybody's like, why is he going to Missouri? And then he just, he's just had problems ever since. He's a seven-foot-two point guard, which is absolutely insane to me. Oh. It just makes me – when I was watching the – I couldn't watch the scrimmages because I don't have an NBA pass. But um, I was watching the highlights. And it's just so fun to watch. But every time he takes a step, it just makes me scared because his legs are like – paper thin <laughs> but in the first game he had 16 points 10 boards and six blocks uh second game he had 15 points and three or four boards so both really good uh really good games but what was really cool is uh i know his dad came over from sudan and he had to lie about his age to get into the nba i don't know if you've ever heard that story and everyone like everyone his family or people surrounding him that brought him over they estimated that he was about 40 or 50 years old playing in the NBA. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So that, that, if Ball can keep this up for another 30 years, it would be pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I, so do you think the Nuggets, because they have an established player in um, Nikolai Jokic, do you think they are more willing to take risk in the NBA draft with, with taking these guys like Bol Bol and Michael Porter Jr. as if, as if teams like – like the Knicks, I wanted the Knicks to draft Michael Porter Jr., but and they took Kevin Knox over him. I remember I was so mad during that draft night. But just because I knew Porter could have the potential of an NBA superstar. Yeah. But, I mean, the, the Knicks don't really have an established anything. So do you, do you think the Nuggets are just more willing because they have two? I mean, you could put Jamal Murray in there too, but do, do you just think that they're more um, – They'll take more risk on players because they already have two established guys. And I mean, not even that. I mean, first, absolutely. But 
not even just established guys. They're the deepest team in the league. They have oh, so many like all their if you look at their roster, like all the way down to like their worst players, they're super, super, super deep. So taking a guy like Michael Porter Jr., like it's a no brainer for me. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna get like a like a superstar. You don't you don't need it. You know, you have a good system going. You got a great group of guys that mesh and play well together. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, because the NBA draft is – it's a crapshoot. You, you have no clue what these kids are going to come out and, and do in the NBA. They could be a superstar in college averaging 20 points a game, and we've seen it. We've seen guys like Jimmer Fredette come into the NBA and absolutely ninth pick of the draft to the Kings and absolutely does nothing. And he, he's, uh, he's been successful in China and everything, but he has just not had um, be, been able to, to get that NBA stride going. So, I, I mean, you're – a lot of these guys are drafted, I, I believe, on potential. And I think the Nuggets, when, when they draft a guy, they think, hey, this guy can be a high-level player for us. He fits our system. We already have an established superstar and, and Jokic. So why don't we, we take a risk on, on this guy or, or this guy? And I, I think Ball Ball is actually going to pay off for them. So, Yeah, I mean, the Miami Heat actually drafted Ball Ball. So I was I remember the night was he I, traded on draft night? He was, yeah. He got drafted by the Heat. And I remember uh the Heat drafted Tyler Hero and I was like, okay, whatever. I'm going to bed. It was late. So I'm I'm trying to go to sleep, but I can't sleep because I know we have a second round pick. So I keep <laughs> so I keep like checking my phone. And all of a sudden I'm like falling asleep and my notification goes off. I look and I was like, oh my God, Heat select ball ball. And I was like, oh my God. I turned to Christian and I'm like, we got ball ball. Like, what the hell? And then immediately, we're like, Bobo traded to the Nuggets. I was like, damn it. What the hell? <laughs> but it Have you – so the, the NBA draft, you ever notice this? The kids, they get – so, for example, this year, the Lakers traded the fourth pick of the draft. I, I believe they traded it to Atlanta. And yeah, they selected – yeah, DeAndre Hunter. But he still had to wear a Lakers hat on the stage. Yeah. But he knew he was going to – it drives me freaking crazy yeah. that – because their, their league year technically hasn't begun yet, so they don't officially approve these trades. Right. But the same thing happened with, uh, with Luka Doncic. He, he's wearing an Atlanta Hawks hat on the stage when he knows, hey, I'm going to Dallas. Like, yeah. That's I a, love the NBA, you, but do you think they get to keep that hat? I mean, it's got to be worth something, right? I mean, yeah. I, 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 w I would keep it personally. I mean – but I, it's just like it's weird. They they got to fix that. Like the, the NFL does it good. As soon as there's a trade, the NFL switches right over to the other team's yeah. uh, colors and everything, or their hat and their jersey. But like the the it just drives me crazy. And I know we're going off topic a little bit, but like every good. single year it happens, and it's like, ugh, I can't. Stand like it. I was I was watching the last dance uh, yesterday. The De Dennis Rodman, he. He got. I didn't know he got drafted by the Seattle Supersonics, and he had like a Seattle hat that he was wearing. Oh, wasn't that Scotty Pippen? Maybe it was. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, Scotty. Yeah, Pippen. and like Jerry Krause had the trade that. worked out already, so Scotty was like wearing a Seattle Supersonics hat, but he was really talking about, "Oh, yeah, I'm going to the Bulls, though." It, yeah. See, it, it drives. It's been like that for years, for yeah. years, yeah. and they make these these kids wear these hats, and they're they're not even going to that. Like, come on. And Adam Silver is a very progressive, um, progressive in his thinking. Like, can we at least change that before we, we start moving on to other things? Yeah. 
Um, speaking of the draft, actually, you wanted to talk about LaMelo Ball. I know you're a big Knicks fan. Uh, is that who you want the Knicks to take? I don't – he he scares me a little bit. He, he does because our team right now, we are building around R.J. Barrett. That is the guy you are building around. Um, so the Knicks literally need everything. They need power forward. They need a small forward. They need a point guard. I, I mean, point guard is probably the most important position on the court. And you look at the point guards that are in the NBA right now, and I don't think – Maybe I'm wrong on this, but I don't think LaMelo fits that mold of what um, the Knicks need. They need a guy who is willing to pass the ball, and I feel like LaMelo is a, a score-first point guard. And it is uh, – I don't know. It, just, it scares me that if the Knicks – and I know LeVar, his father, is like, oh, he won't, we're only playing for the Knicks. Like, he's already come out and said they, he doesn't want to play in Golden State because his kid doesn't want to – doesn't want to come off the, the bench. And then he compared him to, uh, to Michael Jordan. Did Michael Jordan come off the bench? Yeah. That's, that's literally what he said. That's ridiculous. But, but uh, he, he scares me. He really, really scares me. I, I can't get that image out of my head of him, of him in, like, high school scoring, like, what do he score, like 90, 90 points or something? Yeah. Jacking up three after, th- like, cherry picking up. I can't get that image of him out of my head. And – it, it scares me as like, like. Have you seen any of his like newer footage? I saw last week he did a behind the back pass and like uh, dunked it to himself. I mean, he he's he looks like he's got crazy um, athletic uh, attributes, but like, I don't know. Dude, the he, most, I don't know. I disagree. I think, like, I've I've always hated Lamelo Ball. It's like, <laughs> Ball family like came out. But um, I hated LaMelo Ball up until, like, this past year. And I've been telling everyone, like, go look at his, like, brand-new, like, highlights. Because the most exciting thing about him to me is his, like, vision and his passing ability. I think it's just so, like, polarizing to see. Like, his passes are so – I've never seen any – because he's really tall. He's, like, 6'9". Do, do you look at him as an all-around point guard? or Because, I mean, maybe it's just that image I have of him of score yeah. first. But you think he's all around? I, I mean, I don't think he's like a he's like a polished player. I think he's definitely ha- he has a lot of like growing to do, especially um, when he comes to the Knicks. He's gonna have to step up, and I, it's gonna be like RJ Barrett's team, and that's that's another thing. I think he's gonna ha- help RJ Barrett a lot. I don't think he's gonna try to be like that superstar. I think they're gonna have to try either to do like a you know like a two man show type of thing or what. But I think. He needs a big market, and New York needs a like a like a poster child, I guess. And RJ Barrett isn't that, you know. He's he might be like the you know the best player on the franchise, but he's not like a a poster, you know. I everybody forgot. I, everybody forgot about RJ Barrett. Like I did, I forgot RJ Barrett was in the league. <laughs> I mean, but think about it. the Knicks are just a forgettable team. They they've had this is going on almost. Uh, the last time we went to the finals was 1998. Yeah. They, they are just one of those franchises that just cannot get out of the hole. They, they can't get out of the hole. Um, they, they've had numerous opportunities to um, – I remember the, the Heat beat them in the playoffs when they had Melo here. But, but they just have not been – they really couldn't. I mean, and then having the, um, the most 
percentage to get Zion last year, and they fall to the third freaking pick in the draft, and it just and we end up with RJ Barrett. I, I think RJ, you, you got to build around him. He was so successful at Duke because of the guys he played with. Yeah, but he. To me, he's a big game player. And a lot of people don't get to see him play a lot because the Knicks aren't on national TV like, say, uh, a Trey Young is all the time or a Luka Doncic. But I, I really think that he is going to be a superstar player for the Knicks. But you have to be able to, to put guys around him who are going to be successful. Now, the Knicks just hired – they're in the process. I don't know if it's finalized as of Monday morning. They're in the process of hiring Tom Thibodeau. Now, Tom Thibodeau is known for running his players into the ground, playing 35 to 40 minutes a game. Yeah. Jimmy, when I think of Tom Thibodeau, I think of Jimmy Butler type guys. Joe Kim Noah, who literally will give their blood, sweat, tears, everything on the court, and they leave it on the court. Now, if the Knicks do end up drafting LaMelo, does LaMelo fit that mold of a player that Thibodeau likes to play? I think RJ does. I, I don't know if LaMelo actually fits that. So, I, I mean, I agree with you. I don't think LaMelo fits at all. And I think this, there's um, – if that happens, I definitely think there's going to be a lot of issues there. But as far – Tom Thibodeau has, like, a reputation around the league to be, like, a veteran uh, – coach for veterans more than, like, rookies. But um, – Everyone's saying like all the 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 Knicks are a young team. They need you know a coach that's young and energetic, whatever. But if you look at their roster, I mean R.J. Barrett and Mitchell Robinson, maybe like Dennis Smith Jr. Those are the young guys, and those three are you know Mitchell Robinson. I feel like he would benefit a lot from Tom Thibodeau being there. He he is, and you know what the problem Mitchell Robinson has been? He hasn't played a lot of minutes. He plays like. 20 to 23 minutes a game. Yeah. I've, I've been waiting and I wish Mike Miller did this same with, with, uh, with Woodson unleash this, let this kid play, yeah. let him play. Don't pull him out because the NBA is, is moving toward away from the big guy. He is a true rim protector and he's athletic. He might not, yeah. And he might not score a lot, but he protects the rim and he gets every single rebound that comes his way. Yeah. Uh, let the yeah. kid play. I mean, Dennis Smith Jr., he's a bust. I I don't think – I don't even think he'll be on the Knicks roster next year. Uh, They drafted Frank Nicolina. He is also a bust. I don't think he'll be on the roster. (laughs) Uh, Who else? We we have uh, Kevin Knox. He's another guy. I don't think he'll be on the roster next year either. I mean, Leon Rose comes in and and steps in as the president of basketball operations uh, for the Knicks, and and I feel like – He's going to try to clean house a little bit. I mean, there's, there's numerous rumors that the, the Knicks are interested in Chris Paul. They're interested in Zach Levine. They're, they're, um, they're interested in Devin Booker. They're interested in Bradley Beal. I, I'm wondering, if, if they don't end up with a top three pick, are they going to try to package this pick and move to try to get one of these guys who are disgruntled maybe? And, and yeah, even Damian Lillard, is, is been, uh, his name's been in the rumor mill a lot with possibly wanting to go and play in New York, but I doubt it. I don't think, I don't think he would. They just need, I mean, I just wish Dolan wasn't the owner, obviously. It's just, I don't know if you look, I I look at their roster and because I started looking at it because uh, first of all, Paul Pierce came out and was like, this is a terrible signing. Um, 
Tom Thibodeau like doesn't fit the mole. He's a veteran. He's a coach for veterans. But if you look at the roster, you got like Julius Randle. You got Bobby Portis. You got Wayne Ellington, Taj Gibson, Alfred Payton. Those are all like veterans. And yeah, first yeah. of all, all the, you, why are these people on your roster? Like, my point is that you have to go out and do something. Like, do something bold because why not? What do you have to lose? You're already like the worst team in the league for the past like 20 years. Well, I mean, those guys were on the roster because they couldn't sign KD and Kyrie, yeah. and they, they didn't have a backup plan, and they had a ton of money to spend. And yeah. th- thank gosh that that, uh, that that a lot of those guys are only on one- or two-year deals. But yeah. I don't know. They, they do need an overhaul. I just – I don't think LaMelo is um, the guy that, that can really bring winning basketball back to – New York. And then the, the thing I know Lonzo has kind of moved away from his dad, but it, it's still in the back of my mind. If you draft this guy and you bring LaMelo ball into New York, his dad is the, has the biggest mouth in the universe. How is that guy now going to, is, I, I mean, he's been trying to get his son Jello in the NBA saying, Oh, oh and I heard him the other day on the radio saying all three of his boys are going to go play for the Knicks when LaMelo gets drafted for the Knicks. So I mean, it's just I don't know. So if you if uh, if they don't if you don't want to draft uh, Lamelo Ball, who what would you do? Who would you draft? Um, I, I love the kid out of Auburn, Isaac Aurora. Okay, he he might be. I feel like he just fits perfect with R.J. Barrett. He's a small forward. He plays defense. He he can do everything. He can score inside. He can score outside. I think that he would make the most sense for the Knicks, especially he, – he, that guy reminds me of Jimmy Butler when, when I look at him. And I, I think he's a guy who could play major minutes. He's going to play defense. And, and you know, if, if you're playing for Tom Thibodeau and you don't play defense, you're not going to play. Yeah. He's going to pull your, your butt and sit you on the bench, and you're not going to do anything. If you're not going to dive for loose balls, you're not going to play. And he just fits the mold, I think, that they're looking for. So – that that would be my dream draft pick, and then you're building with with Isaac and RJ. But I mean, part of me thinks that they're going to trade the pick, and, and I I could see this happening that where they package a first round pick, they put uh, Kevin Knox, they put Frank Nicolina, and they they go to uh, to Oklahoma City and they say, hey, we'll give you a first round pick, we'll give you Knox, we'll give you Nicolina for Chris Paul, and I. I don't know. I, I can't get the image of Chris Paul out of my head. But I mean, is Chris that Paul, thirty? Would you like that? No, no. That, that's. <laughs> I feel like that will make the Knicks worse. And Chris Paul is like thirty-six million dollars a year for the next like four years. I know. I, I, I for four years. I, that that would be and but Leon Rose was his like player agent, I guess, and he's like attached to Chris Paul. But I, I just don't see how Chris Paul would want to go play in New York. Like, he's coming towards the end of his career. Yeah. Wouldn't you want to go play? And I believe he has an opt-out. He can opt-out or a player option, which I don't think he's going to leave $40 million on the table. So, I mean, he's going to opt in. But, I mean, he, he's coming to the time where this is crunch time for him. Either it's win now or you're not going to win a championship at all. And yeah. A good career. But, I mean, if you don't have the ring at the end of the career, it – it kind of, it, it, you always have this, this, uh, this asterisk next to your name. So, so if you were, just to get off topic for a second, if you, I've always been, this whole season I've been interested in uh, 
the Thunder and what they're going to do next. Because when Chris Paul first got there, he did not want to play at all, not even like suit up for practice or anything. So if you and then they ended up having this uh, great season. I believe they're number five or six in the West playoffs right now. Um, if you're the Thunder, what do you do? Do you try to bring someone else in, or do you try to package Chris Paul for something younger and something better? Because they have all the draft picks. They have like a million draft picks that they've collected. I, I think Sam Presti is is honestly going to um, – he's going to – depending on how this works out, I, I don't think Chris Paul will be a Thunder on the Thunder next year. I mean, they, they have a young point guard um, on the roster. Yeah, SGA. And um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like they're, they're literally going – Sam Presti's a good guy. He's a good GM. And I, I feel like he knows that, that, that Chris is towards the end of his career, and he's probably going to ask him. I mean, the guy traded Paul George to the, the L.A. Clippers. Like, come on. So, I, I don't know. I don't think Chris Paul will be on the Thunder next year, though. Yeah. Well, I hope he goes to a contender because I do believe he's, like, top three point guards of all time. And You, you know where he would fit really good? Don't say Miami. I, I was going to say Miami. I, I, he, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're I, right. But I just I, – You don't want to pay him that, that type of money. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. But, but I, I feel like he, he would fit really, really well. I mean, I'll, they would have to – they have some free agents. Miami is going to have to re-sign in the offseason or let him walk. But, I mean, he is really going to um, – he, he would fit there. He, he's like that floor general. Yeah. He could help with, with some young guys. And, uh, and I'm sure Dwayne Wade's like, dude, I'm to Miami. I'm to Miami. Because <laughs> we yeah, almost pulled I, the trigger uh, last summer, too. For Miami? Yeah. Because I know we, we almost got Russell Westbrook, and then the Rockets swooped him up. Then it was Chris Paul. We were into Chris Paul, and I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and thank God we did because he would like. I feel like he would take us to another level because our our point guards right now is uh, Kendrick Nunn and Dragic off the bench. I mean, pretty solid, but you know, Chris. I Paul, mean, I I, lo- I think Nunn is an unbelievable find for my. He's been excellent for for the Heat this year. Yeah. yeah, I wish he was a little bit younger, but I mean, he's still a rookie. Yeah, how old is he? Twenty five, something like that. I know Duncan Robinson's twenty six. Like he's, he's he's another yeah. Did you, you did you see his game? Did he had uh, five three pointers yeah or six three pointer. I mean, they're they're another one who's just extremely dangerous yeah. Um, in this this whole situation, I I don't know what do, what do you think about like uh, the bubble? Do you do you think like some of these these teams have an advantage over others or? So, <clears throat> I mean, I I believe that it's the Bucks to lose. excuse me they're the best team they have the best record um there's no reason why they should lose but i do believe that i mean it's all up to chris middleton in my opinion like the bucks should have went to the finals last year the only reason they didn't is because of chris middleton (laughs) i i mean i i agree with that brooke lopez is playing out of his mind i love lopez it it just every every time i look it just seems like he's averaging 17 and 10 a game and just like slowly plotting along with with Giannis and I, I mean Bledsoe just came back to the NBA bubble they they make the most sense on paper 
But yeah. I mean, this is the year 2020. Nothing makes sense in 2020. Yeah. I just think we're going to see a team come out of nowhere who's going to get hot in the bubble and is just going to literally steamroll teams. But like the Nuggets. I'll give you my prediction on our on our next show, but I don't – I'll give a hint. I don't think it will be the Lakers. I don't think it will be the Clippers, and I don't think it will be the Bucks. I think somebody is going to win it. Are you going to say the Rockets? No. Dude, Westbrook looked terrible. He's, he started the game 0 for 8 shooting. Like, Well, you know, he just had COVID, so I'll give him a pass. <laughs> but as far as the ease goes, I mean – Look, Chris Middleton in the Eastern Conference Finals last year, he averaged 13 points a game. As an all-star and as a second option, you should not be averaging 13 points a game in a series in the playoffs. Your team is counting on you, especially since you're surrounded. Giannis is the main man. If I mean, if Giannis doesn't show up, forget about it. Like, you're done. So Giannis is going to have to show up, which he will. Chris Middleton is all up to him, I believe. Brooke Lopez is going to be a top defender. That's what he does. He's going to be a top shooter, top big man. <clears throat> He's going to show up. Eric Bledsoe. That team is just so good. I, I, they just did a really good job surrounding Giannis with shooters and uh, playmakers. And I think that if everything goes like they've been doing all year, I think they're going to make the finals. But the, the biggest threat, I think, is, in my opinion, is the Heat and the 76ers. I, I mean, Philly looks fantastic. I mean, Ben Sit. <laughs> Ben Simmons pulling the trigger on three-pointers. He he looks like a different player. He looks like he took the break serious and he learned how to shoot the basketball. He looks like a completely different player to me. And and I don't I know it's only been like a very small sample size, but that team is very good and they are dangerous. I've said on the show a million times and I'll always say it till the day I die, but I hate I hate the 76ers, but it's really, really, really hard not to – like, they're, they're the most talented team in the league. By far. They have the best starting lineup in the league, um, especially – well, when it comes to Ben Simmons, he's, he saw a sports psychologist about shooting threes. He did. We're, we're like, we were making fun of Ben Simmons for, like, what, two or three years now that he can't shoot, but he's doing, he's doing stuff to – to get over that, he he's wearing those shooting gloves. You seen this? Uh, the psychologist. I, I, they look so weird. You, you see, they look like mittens on his. <laughs> yeah, like he's taking it seriously, and uh, I believe I, I saw this morning he has like a he's like eight percent on three pointers. I don't know if it's for his career. For his career, yeah, eight percent. That's like that's like the worst. The worst percentage. I mean, Dwayne Wade, when he, he never used to shoot three-pointers when he was in the league. But, I mean, I don't you, – if you're going to be an NBA point guard now, you have to be able to shoot the three ball. You have to. Even if you're not making it, at least make the defense – because I've seen times where the defense doesn't even stretch out to him because they know he's not going to shoot the ball. So they pack in and they, they, they engage and, and surround and bead. But, I mean, adding this dimension to his game, it, it just makes – that team more dangerous than they well, are right how now. Do you, uh, how do you feel about Ben Simmons moving to the four and Shake Milton taking the uh, starting point guard spot? Have you heard about I like that? it because it, now he doesn't have to – I feel like when Simmons has the ball in his hand, he, he constantly feels like he needs to, to make plays and get to the rim. But now you're, you're putting him down low, and 
there's a lot of guys who aren't as big. Ben Simmons is 6'10 or 6'11. Yeah. And you're trying to cover a guy like that, it, it, it makes it very, very hard. And I think it's going to open up some lanes for Embiid a little bit. Yeah, I think so. And he's been playing a lot more post-up than in the beginning of the seasons and seasons prior. And I feel like uh, Brett Brown said that Ben Simmons has experienced a paradigm shift, he called it, in terms of shooting three. So, like, his mindset is changing what needed to happen because I think it was like a mental block, kind of like Markel Fultz thing i don't know oh, with what, the, what's up with philadelphia but they tended to like do that to their players but i think like the game is going to come more natural to ben simmons and i think he's it's going to be more natural for him to shoot threes which i think is really good and yeah. shake milton is a really talented young player who's who can score the ball and distribute as well i, I mean but do you, you know who the x factor on that team is al horford i don't think of tobias harris i think is the x factor I mean, because you, you know what you're going you're gonna to get from Embiid. You know Horford is going to give you everything he's got. He, he might be uh, one of the hardest-working big men in the league since he's been there. But, I mean, if, if, they, if those guys are clicking and Tobias Harris can knock down the three, they are going to be a very tough out, yeah. a very tough out in the East. Um, but uh, I, I'm also I'm kind of interested to see what's going to happen with Boston. I mean – uh, Cantor says that they have the best team chemistry in the league. And if you've seen some of the videos and pictures from Disney, it, it just seems like they're either always at the pool together or they're, they're playing uh, pickup volleyball and, and stuff like that. Um, I'm, I'm not a Boston fan and I'm definitely not a Philly fan, but, but I think those two teams are, they bring the biggest challenge to Milwaukee uh, in these playoffs this year. Yeah. I mean, I want to put the Celtics up there because I think I think the Heat, the Sixers, and the Celtics are all really, really good teams. Um, I don't want to put the Raptors in there just because I feel like they don't have anyone that can carry them to to that other level like Kawhi did last year. But the thing with the, I just don't trust the Celtics. I don't trust Jason. To, like he needs to prove to me. And everyone gets so everyone's like touching feely about if you say something about Jason Tatum, they're like, oh, he's only twenty one years old. He's only whatever old he is. But I just – they haven't – I don't know if it was a hot streak that he went on or if he's actually going to that other level. Uh, Kemba needs to play better. Um, I don't know. I feel like – They're loaded, though. I mean, they're – so Tatum this year took a step to – he's a superstar now. I consider Jason Tatum a superstar. He, he's had an unbelievable season. But their X factor – and he's been the X factor for the last three years that they've had him is Gordon Hayward. Yeah. If Gordon Hayward can come out and knock down the three, play defense, and just be an all-around really good player, Boston is going to be tough. Because you know what you're going to get from Kemba. You know what you're going to get from Tatum. But Ken Hayward – and you can even throw uh, Jalen Brown in, the, in that as well. If, if those two guys yeah. are clicking, that team is another team that is going to be a tough out in – I mean, I, I can guarantee the, the final four in the East will probably be Philly, Miami, Boston, and uh, Milwaukee. Those are the four right there that are going to – those are the four favorites at least. Yeah. Toronto doesn't have – they're missing that Kawhi-type player. Don't get me wrong. I think Toronto is, is also going to be – they're going to give somebody a fight, whoever they're playing. But, but I don't think they have enough to knock them over that hump to get to that next step. Yeah. So – I think, and I think Pascal Siakam is actually going to take it up an, another notch next year. 
So. I love him. He, he's one of my favorite players. He just, I don't know, Spicy P, Spicy that's what they call him. Yeah. <laughs> Spicy P. Spicy P. Um, I, Gordon, don't forget, Gordon Hayward is leaving in September. He's leaving the bubble in September. For the birth of his child, right? Yeah. 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 So I mean, kinda, you know, I don't know. I want to put the Celtics in there, but there's just so many factors. Oh, you, no, even you got to talk about a guy like Marcus Smart, too. I mean, yeah. Th- that team, to me, that and I, I like Cantor too. I, I, I think Cantor is a, is a good big man, but doesn't play defense. He doesn't, but he does everything else. But I've seen. I was watching a game uh, this this year, and the guy scored like probably five or six straight buckets just going down low. To, he, his his game around the rim is unbelievable. He was on my fantasy team, and he he lit it up. <laughs> yeah, but but. The way that they have it set up there, they have so many – because they have Robert Williams too. I, I feel like Boston has so many guys, and there's only so much playing time that you can give these guys yeah. that sometimes they're overcrowded. So maybe if they cut the rotation a little bit and played like a core like nine guys instead of playing 11 or 12. But And they have the, like, the young guys that they uh, got in the draft. Uh, Romeo Langford, I feel like he's going to be uh... – he never plays though. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's a he's a young guy that can potentially be like a good contributor as well as that really small guy. Uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, uh, from Purdue. What the heck's his name? Yeah, he's uh, an. I love Carson, that kid. Carson Edwards. Is that his name? Yeah, Carson Edwards. Yeah. See, see, Brad Stevens has so many guys. That's what I mean. They they, they screwed <laughs> when they said Paul Pierce and KG to Brooklyn. And they got all those picks. They they have been building for – Danny Ainge has been building this team for so long, trying to get them to find that right combination. Yeah. But I don't know. That's I, I, I just what's going to happen with the Thunder. Imagine we're going to look in like 10 years and the Thunder are going to have like 12 young studs. <laughs> I, can it be the Knicks, man? I mean, we, we got – I feel like we have a ton of draft picks, like – it can't be the Knicks, man. It can't. It's the Knicks. <laughs> I don't know. I just want to. I just want to root for a winning basketball team. Like, hey, come over to the Heat. I mean, you're already kind of a Heat fan, so. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like the Heat, but I mean, I'm I'm born and raised from from New York, so. But I, the Knicks just have not been good. Even when we had Melo and we would have to play Miami in the playoffs, and they had LeBron and Wade and Bosh, I was just like, we have no chance. We have like Amon Shumpert covering LeBron James and LeBron is just taking over on him. Yeah. So what do you think about the Pacers? They, I like the Pacers. Obviously they lost uh, Sabanis. And uh, I don't know. I don't think he'll play the rest of the year, honestly. They said he has a plantar fasciitis injury to one of his feet. He left the bubble. Um, they were kind of iffy because we didn't know what we were going to get from Victor Oladipo coming off the knee injury. Um, I, I can't did, – did Victor play at all? Maybe he played like once or twice before the NBA went into their lockdown. He played like eight games or something like that. He averaged – It wasn't a big – but he wasn't it wasn't great, right? He averaged like 13.3 points per game or something like that. But yeah, I, feel and bad. I just feel bad for the Pacers because they had the Oladipo thing. And then he now he's like flip flopping whether he's playing or not. I'm guessing he's playing now because I think they they threatened to uh, like cut his pay or something like that. And then Malcolm brought Malcolm Brogdon got COVID. 
uh, Sabonis now has plantar fasciitis, which, uh, you know who reported that? Woj. Woj is back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he served a suspension and he's back at it. Is, is he actually in the bubble, though? I don't know if he's – he probably is doing quarantine. He's got to be in the bubble, right? Yeah. I mean, if you need one guy to be in the bubble to report the news, it's got to be him. Yeah. <laughs> he's checking in. He's probably the one calling all the, the, the snitch hotline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on uh, Dwight Howard for not wearing a mask? Yeah. Oh, stupid. If you were in the bubble, would you be snitching on guys? Hell, yeah, I'll be snitching on guys. Are you kidding me? Dude, like, especially if they're not on your team. What? Especially if they're not on your team. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's just If Chris Paul can snitch on someone for having their jersey untucked, I can snitch on someone for, you know, potentially shutting down my money for the rest of the year and next year, you know? It, it, it drives me crazy because it's not the, – the, the NBA bubble – is probably one of the safest places to be right now. And I know Florida is having an outbreak on COVID. But, I mean, the NBA, I feel like they just have everything on point. If you've ever played NBA 2K, it almost looks like the 2K City. They have a barbershop there. They have games uh, for these guys to play. They, they have uh, world-class chefs cooking for these dudes. The, uh, I just feel like the bubble is – it's just perfect. And these guys don't want to be – in the bubble. I'd go to the bubble right now. Dude, I just wanted to get your take on What do you think about them all, like, shotgun ears and all that? I mean, it's kind of like a vacation. It all started with – was it J.J. Redick who started it? Sitting in the bathtub. Have you seen all the video? I was talking to Shane about it last podcast, but I'm just so, like, impressed with it. Because, <laughs> you know, Myers Leonard? Oh, yeah. And then he, he does it in everyone. And uh, what, what was this, like a second? Something, it's something crazy. I'm like, how is that even possible? He I, – I don't know. I, I would love to be in the NBA bubble right now. But, I mean, there's just guys who don't want to be. Dude, it's you and your boys, and you literally have everything you can possibly think of. Like ping pong, the pool, anything. But, I, I mean, it, it's just – Adam – the NBA and Adam Silver have done such a like a great job of getting the NBA back. I, I personally, for a while there, especially when the outbreak, because the outbreak started in Florida, um, started to go up before they even got to the NBA bubble, yeah. and I was like, oh gosh, they're they're not gonna get to play because people are gonna get cold feet about going to Florida. But I, I mean, they test. I, I believe they had zero positive tests the other day. Yeah, when when they tested everybody which is amazing, but, I mean, something's working, obviously, if you're keeping these guys in a confined area. But it, it just seems like these guys don't want to be confined, though. I, I've heard stories of them, of, of players hitting up Instagram models, trying to get them to come yeah. to the, bottom, the bubble. And then so I don't know who it was. Someone, someone tried to blame Donovan Mitchell, and Donovan Mitchell was like, what the hell? That wasn't me. <laughs> and then the model was like, oh, I wish it was Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, the guy's probably like, damn. Yeah, and then, and then you got uh, Rashawn Holmes leaving the bubble to go pick up chicken wings from Hooters. Like. <laughs> and then the other Rockets guy who apparently was just like, oh, uh, when uh, Kelly Oubre was like, oh, you can get Postmates delivered. And the guy was like, okay. So he went to go pick up Postmates, and then Kelly Oubre was like, never mind. <laughs> he tweeted, never mind, <laughs> after the guy got in trouble already. It, I don't know. I, I would love to be in the NBA bubble, but you got to think the NBA has got guys who are willing to 
to go get these guys what they want. I mean, if you wanted like a Big Mac or who I forgot who it was, somebody I think it was Hassan Whiteside was ordering these like big fancy meals, and he's like he's got this giant lobster that comes in on like this giant metal plate, and I don't know. What do you think about Lou Will? (laughs) The whole story is is uh, it's very strange. So so I don't know. He said he left the bubble for a family emergency. So and this, then he gets caught. I, he, re, he he got approved to leave the bubble to attend his grandfather's funeral in Atlanta. So okay. he, he's from a, he was born in Atlanta, so that's where he's from. And apparently like his whole life he's been going to Magic City, which is a strip club, and apparently they have the best uh, lemon pepper barbecue wings. And he's been confirmed going. by Johnny Manziel, by the way. What? Confirmed by Johnny Manziel, oh, by the yeah. way, because he tweeted, yeah. he tweeted, they really are the best wings in the world. <laughs> but anyways, he, he was there. He was there so often uh, when he was younger is the restaurant, actually, the strip club actually named them the Lou Will Lemon Pepper Barbecue. They're named after him. So I guess after his grandfather's funeral, he went with rapper Jack Harlow to go pick up these wings at magic city and uh jack harlow instagrammed the picture and what everyone's saying his uh, his new name is snitch the rapper now because he snitched <laughs> but uh yeah everyone was attacking him and he was like oh chill out i'm just getting some food blah, blah, blah. but do, do you think that he was at do you think he was there hanging out with with jack harlow or do you think he was actually picking up wing i mean that story seems very believable but i, I mean these guys have millions and millions of dollars. They couldn't send like one of their their. They they gotta have assistance. And so you can't send your assistant to go pick up wings like Listen, when you I know you're up, supposed to be. In- I looked it up, and Magic City offers curbside pickup, so there's no excuse. <laughs> he, I mean, I don't even know if strip clubs are open in in Atlanta right now. Yeah. But I don't know. He it just he looks so guilty in this situation. Yeah. And then I thought I I was like kind of hoping. I don't. I can't stand the Clippers, so I was kind of hoping the NBA would drop the hammer on him. But I mean, a two a ten day quarantine and he misses the first two games is like, come on. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But I. I mean, the, these guys. They, they. It seems like they're all doing it though. There's guys leaving the bubble constantly and coming back in. I. I mean, Zion left the bubble for a family emergency. Yeah. Um, Hopefully everything's okay with his situation, but I believe I saw the other day that he was back in the bubble. Yeah. So, but but. they, uh, they're, I don't know. I was kind of disappointed with Lou Williams because I mean, the Clippers were my favorite to win the title since, I mean, that was my prediction in the beginning of the year. And I, I think as of right now, I'm sticking with them, but, uh, they're just so like, they got a lot of stuff going on. Like Landry Shaman has COVID, uh, Pat Bev left the bubble. Uh, Zubats still hasn't arrived for some reason. So they got a lot of stuff going on. And then he does this, and now he's uh, he's on ten day quarantine. And he's missing the first two games of uh, the seeding games. Like what? The I hell? mean, I mean, they, they they play the Lakers in one of those games too. That's a big, it's a big deal, and I don't get it because I feel like they're acting like such prima donnas. Like you're getting paid millions and millions and millions of dollars. It's just. Go and chill with your boys. Do all these activities, you know? 
Yeah, and I, I believe the NBA too is going to start letting some family members into the NBA bubble. Idea. I don't think it's a good idea either. But I mean, some of these guys are just—I don't know. It just—I feel like a lot of them don't want it. Maybe the teams where the players know that they don't have a chance to win don't really want to be there, but they're there to make some money. But you could have opted out. So. Yeah. I mean, I think that's going to happen like when the playoffs, once someone gets eliminated, then they're going to try to implement, you know, the player, the, like the wives and children coming in. And then in the second round, they're going to have, they're going to allow like seven family members instead of three, which I think is ridiculous. I don't know if they're going to change that or not. But are they actually going to be able to be around the players or, or are they going to be like going to Disney during the day and then watching an NBA game know. at night? By the, by the way, the NBA has the sickest setup. If, have you seen how they have the courts and everything set up? I've seen all the, mo- the monitors, and I'm watching the Heat game the other night, and all the Heat fans are going. They have, like, the Heat fans popping on. It's like, yeah. let's go, Heat. Let's go. Yeah. And they even have the Heat, like, uh, the announcer from the, the stadium, from the yeah. arena and everything. Have, I, don't I, don't know know. See, I don't know if you've heard, but they're going to implement this new thing that they're working on right now is they're going to allow, like, 200 or 300, like, uh, season ticket holders and stuff to log in on Zoom. And actually, they're going to have, like, like – fans pictures in the seats and if they want to like cheer or something they click like a cheer button and like the more people that click the cheer like the louder the noise is going to be yeah that, that's so awesome around with technology like that i think it's really cool i mean and, and the the camera set i love the angles that they have now yeah. they have a floor angle which they use that at an all-star game a couple of years ago but it really hasn't been implemented into the nba yet and the nba was like i think this is the perfect time to to get this camera but but that angle has been I, I saw J.R. Smith throw an alley oop to Dwight Howard on that angle, and it was absolutely amazing. Just seeing that perspective, and yeah, I don't know. I don't so. know if you saw the uh, Matisse Thibel of the Sixers was like walking courtside, and it oh, it kept following. Him. And he like ran away from it. <laughs> it was like following. It was like running after him. Hey, by the way, I know we talked about it. That guy, Thibel, he is going to be a superstar, man. Oh, yeah. And the the Sixers got him, I believe, with like the twenty second pick in the draft. He that kid is good. He is good. He, like he kind of reminds me player of the year winner. <laughs> yeah, he kind of reminds me of um of like a smaller version of Ben Simmons. Yeah, yeah, I think so. He was a point guard at Washington, and I rem- he kind of burned me in the NCAA tournament. Uh, <laughs> the year, not last year, the year before. But uh, he just seems like he fits perfect. Philly man trending in the right direction. I I mean I I hate it, but I have to give them credit. It's just they're such a scary team, and they they underperformed because every in the beginning of the season everybody thought they were gonna um they were gonna come out of the East. Like nobody even thought the Bucks were gonna be as good as they were, even uh, even with what they were last year. Everyone thought Philly was gonna come out, but they underperformed because. You know, Ben Simmons was being Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid was. was if they if they don't come out of the East, I feel like Brett Brown's job is probably in probably in jeopardy. Yeah, well, he needs to. They, they need to get him out of there. I think. Literally, you I know think. who would be great for them? Mark Jackson. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I wish the Knicks would have got Mark. Mark Jackson built the. I don't care what anybody says. He built that Warriors team yeah. and made them. And he doesn't get any credit for it. He doesn't. He doesn't. He he made Steph and Clay play defense, and then he gets fired. I think they were the eighth seed, and he gets fired, and then Steve Kerr comes in, and they they win a freaking championship. Like, yeah. how do you uh, 
you feel about Tyler Hero? I mean, he's got good taste in women. That's it. That's what <laughs> I was kind of weird though. How uh, you you followed like how they like came? Yeah, I mean, just taking he's shooting his shot on Instagram and it worked out for him. She's like, okay, yeah. He he went through like uh, like three different hairstyles too. He had the cornrows for a little bit, yeah. and uh, that was weird. I, I I really I think Tyler Hero he can be like a better version of. Um, like a JJ Redick or a Ray Allen, if 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 he because he could shoot the basketball, he can put it down on the on the floor too, and he's sh- like uh the, and the scrimmage games like he was taking it to the rack and I was like oh okay Tyler here yeah yeah and if uh, he can get some more muscle I feel like he would be like a like a crappier version of Devin Booker which well, I when think they first cool. when they first drafted him I was just like eh I wasn't too excited about it and then actually watching like his high school tape and. So, he had, he had a good NCAA tournament at the end, too. He played pretty well. He hit some big shots for, uh, for Kentucky. Yeah. But uh, he's, a, he's another one who just – he can shoot the ball and he can score in bunches, and th- that's exactly what you need. He's clutch. Um, he is clutch. And I, I, I think that uh, having Jimmy Butler, like, driving through the lane and then being able to kick it out to Duncan Robinson or uh, Goron or um, Tyler Hero, it, it, even uh, Kendrick Nunn, like that, that's shooters, you need you you do you need shooters you do I think to the uh they still have Kelly Olynyk too right yeah listen he dropped twenty seven and eight two days ago last <laughs> <laughs> watch out for uh bubble Kelly oh man it, I don't know I feel like a lot of these guys are just they're fresh like we're gonna see the best versions of yeah. these guys in the NBA bubble because. If you were hurt, you should not be hurt anymore. Like, you had time to rest. It seems like a lot of these guys took it serious and, like, came back super thin. And, like, even Mellow. You see Mellow, like, skinny Mellow? Yeah. It's like Denver Nuggets Mellow. It literally – I feel like he has so much riding on these eight games because they're not guaranteed to make the playoffs. If we see Mellow come out and have an unbelievable eight games – he plays defense. He's a team player. Do you think he'll be back in the NBA next year? Or? I, I think he – yeah, I think so. Listen, can we talk about the Blazers really quick? I love yeah. talking about the Blazers. I, literally, I listen to all these sports shows, ESPN, all the podcasts, whatever, and everybody's talking about how the Pelicans, the Pelicans are going to get in the playoffs. The Pelicans are going to take the eight seed from the Grizzlies. The Pelicans, the Pelicans, whatever, whatever. No I mean, one's that's talking about the Blazers. That's the Zion effect. First of all, I, I feel like if the NBA had to choose one of those teams, they would want the Pelicans. Of course, of course. But, but that that team is—they just got Nur, uh, Nurchik back. Yeah. They they uh they got Collins back. That team is—they're another one who is—they're getting healthy at the right time. And McCollum has looked excellent in the first two scrimmages for that the Blazers. That's Middleton, baby. He has. <laughs> C- CJ surprised me. He he's been aggressive. He's going to the rim. Uh, he's shooting the ball at a high clip right now. If if that team can, uh, he's got a brand can, new haircut. He does have a brand new haircut. <laughs> I, I mean, and then Damian Lillard, I feel like has been the most underrated clutch playoff basketball performer probably the last couple of years. He's hit so many big shots yeah. when they do get in the playoffs. And if, if I'm the Lakers or the Clippers, I would be scared to play them if they somehow make it to the playoffs yeah. in the first round. Did you see Charles Barkley come out and was like, 
the Blazers are going to make the playoffs and they're going to beat the Lakers. <laughs> I actually, I went on, I, I commented on that and I, and I never comment on stupid like social media stuff. I was like, oh, you tell him, Charles, or something like something stupid like that. And dude, I got like attacked by all these like social media. <laughs> oh, dare you say that? I was like, all right, that's the last time I comment on anything else. All those LeBron, the LeBron, uh, the LeBron fan just coming at you on uh, oh, on Twitter or Instagram. LeBron sexuals. But but you're right, man. That Blazer team, just like like we've been saying, I feel like all these teams are actually healthy now. And the Blazers did not have a full team all year. They've they've been injured and hurt all year. They have two really good big guys that they can kind of interchange with uh with Nurchik and uh Hassan Whiteside. Oh yeah. I forgot I completely forgot about Whiteside. The, I'm uh, dude when you brought them up it kind of clicked in my head. I was like, oh crap like that's a team I wouldn't want to run into. And, and then know, I watched that's the last team the Lakers want to face because they're uh they're big enough to um play against Howard and uh, McGee and because the Lakers are a pretty big team. Yeah. But, I mean, it, is Melo their X factor? He's one of them, I think. Yeah. I think so. I mean, it, I'm just so interested to see how skinny Melo, skinny Harden, and skinny Jokic do. <sighs> you, know who, you know who I think their X factor is? Zach Collins. He was playing at such a high clip in the beginning of the year. Now, this is before Carmelo Anthony was, was on the Blazers. Yeah. He was playing at such a high clip, and then he, he goes out with a shoulder injury. The Blazers start losing, and then they bring Melo in. But, I mean, with, with a full team, I, I, I think they'll be the eighth seed. I, I, don't, I don't think the Grizzlies or the Pelicans are ready yet. They're too young. They have no experience. Who's who's the seventh seed in the West right now? Like, are we just fighting? Are those eight teams fighting for one spot? Or listen, I didn't realize, but the the Kings are also tied with the the Blazers and the Pelicans. <laughs> Kings have one of my favorite players, though, um, De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, he cut his hair. Dude, it, you see. The, yeah, I did. Dude, he is, that kid's amazing with the basketball. He's just got so much speed. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't really believe in the Kings making the playoff. I mean, if you're a Laker fan, you probably want to face the Kings or the Grizzlies in the first round. You you probably don't want anything to do with the the Pelicans because the Zion effect and they have some Drew Holiday. Everybody, I, I feel like, forgets about him. But he's a pretty damn good basketball player. Yeah. yeah. Um. But I mean, if you're the Lakers, you you gotta want to face the Grizzlies or the or the Kings. I wouldn't want anything to do with Portland or New Orleans. The Mavericks are the number seven seed. Mavericks Clippers, that would be a great first round series. Yeah, the Clippers. Did, did you actually Mavericks, see? Mavericks are like the number one offense in the league. I know. Well, I did know you see that uh, Kristaps Chris, uh, Porzingis missed his COVID test yesterday, so the NBA didn't let him play? No, I didn't see that. That's crazy. Like, you have to – I guess they, they test these guys, like, every day. And I guess Porzingis didn't get up or, or get to – there's scheduled times where they have to take the test by. And he didn't take the test at the time they were going to, uh, to take them. And the NBA was like, no, nah, we're not going to test you now. You've you got to quarantine for the day. 
Well, I mean, can't take any chances. Yeah, I mean, oh. I, he's their X Factor too. He is their X Factor. Always been an interesting guy. I kind of, I, I'm not really a fan of him because he he wanted he wanted off the Knicks, but I don't know. He kind of pissed me off. Him and his brother like demanding to be traded from the Knicks. Yeah. So, but not, the Knicks, I feel like they could have probably gotten more. I, I honestly thought they were going to make a trade with Boston. Yeah. But uh, he went he to Dallas like instead. Preferred, he had a preferred destination list. and um, the he, he, Utah was on his list. Oh, that would be who, – who, who would want to go to Utah, though? Like, I don't know, but they have a good team. They do have a good team. Imagine I mean, but like uh, – Go Bear. I don't know. I, I you gotta wonder. Like, I don't know. These guys can just control where they want to go nowadays. Yeah, they're like, oh, I, like I want to play for these five. Neither do I. I mean, but I if if you send him somewhere, if you trade for a guy like that, and uh, he doesn't want to play for your team, you're you're basically and if he had like a year left on his contract, you're basically throwing away yeah. the the picks and and everything to get him to your team. Now, the other side of it, Toronto took that risk with Kawhi. I mean, I, I kind of knew Kawhi was never going to re-sign in Toronto. I thought maybe if they won, he'd take like another one-year deal. But he he always had uh, the mindset, I, I feel like, to go back to California. Yeah. Well, I knew I, – I didn't think he was going to go to the Lakers. I just don't think it was in Kawhi's like, uh, personality to go and come up with LeBron. If he, if he's on the Lakers though, do, do they win the championship? You think? Kawhi? Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But I mean, what would they be? What else would they be able to put on their team to like? Doesn't I, I feel like they they would be like very thin. I mean, look who they have now: J.R. Smith and Deion Waiters, Alex Green. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing. It, that team doesn't excite me at all. It doesn't, no. and I. It wouldn't surprise me either if Anthony Davis left in the offseason. I mean, that would be like the, the yeah. shocker right there. Well, he, oh, he said um, this year, I think he said he would never rule out going to Chicago because that's his hometown. And he said by the end of his career, he wants to play in Chicago at least once. So It's just, I don't know. It's a, but, I mean, you got the whole LeBron factor. But, like, how many years do you think LeBron actually has left playing at a high level? LeBron's been one of these guys who's just, like, he's been super lucky. He's never had, like, knock on wood, like a, like a, um, a big-time injury, like a knee injury. Yeah. Like, Kobe was playing at such a high level, and then he gets the Achilles injury, and after that he just was really the never – he was never the same player. It looked like he just lost a step. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. This is one of his best uh, seasons of his career. I mean, he's leading by leading assists. Do, do you – do you think he should get the MVP over Giannis? No. I do. Really? Why? LeBron has been the best player in the NBA probably for the last 12, 12 years, right? Yeah. I mean, He's if got you're four... look at it that way, it, it, like LeBron should have had MVP for the last like 15 years. Well, I feel like LeBron has kind of gotten screwed a lot because of who he's played with. But, I mean, if you take LeBron off that Lakers team, are they even a playoff team? No. 
They're not, right? If who's, you, their, if like, you, who's their third best player? Pal Kuzma? Yeah, yeah, I guess. I, I mean, he LeBron is just he, – he would have carried that team last year with Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball. Yeah. It, they would have went to the playoffs if he didn't get hurt on Christmas Day. Yeah. As soon as he got hurt with that hamstring injury, they kind of just – that team died. But to me, when you look at the MVP, when you think of the MVP award, who is the most valuable player to their team? And without LeBron and all those teams that he's been on, the Clevelands and the Miamis and uh, the Lakers, if you take him off any of those teams, those teams are not nearly as good as they are with him. But what if you what if you take Giannis off the Bucks? I, I mean, the Bucks have a better guy. I I still think the Bucks would be able to compete for the eighth seed in the playoffs. It's just a bunch of shooters. And and. Uh, but is Middleton a different player without Giannis? What? Middleton's a different player without Giannis. That's true, but can, you, can he be the face of a franchise? I don't think so. No, no, I can't. But, I mean, I, I just – I truly, truly think LeBron is, is the MVP. I, I, I mean, the voters are going to vote for, for Giannis. The NBA should just give the award to Giannis now because we all know what's going to happen. But yeah. LeBron has literally been the most valuable asset to his team. Every single he plays pretty much every single night. Yeah. He doesn't take like games off unless he's absolutely like hurt. He he leads his team in assists. The guy goes out and plays tough defense. He chases twenty something year olds down and, and is able to block them. Yeah. I, if you see LeBron now, he's got the gray beard and he needs I, I mean, to shave this, his head. He needs to shave his head. And get oh, because his hair going. <laughs> I feel like that would be like a. Kimbo Slice type of thing. Kimbo LeBron? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I that, that Lakers team, though, is just – that roster, I look at it, I just want to throw up. Yeah. I, I don't I, – I'm not a big Anthony Davis guy either. I don't think – I don't know. We saw him in New Orleans. They couldn't do anything. They, like, barely squeak into the playoffs or they would never make the playoffs. So, I mean, if you take LeBron off that roster – they probably don't make the playoffs. They probably wouldn't even be in the Disney bubble right now. Yeah, I agree. So. Well, we'll see, I guess. Um, what are we at? An hour or something. Well, I, uh, I couldn't get my uh, Celsius drink today because we were on Zoom, but I had my coffee. So I wasn't as energized. <laughs> uh, I, went, I went to uh, Planet Fitness the other day, and I bought a Celsius, and uh, I was – wearing my airpods and the lady said something to me I, th- I thought she said like scan your drink but she actually said scan your card but i scanned my drink anyways so that scanner came up as somebody's planet fitness card and she was like wait like a person actually came up when you scanned that celsius like, what? <laughs> she's like look at this screen so she shows me the screen and the picture is this like teenager like making a crazy face and he's like holding a celsius drink so somebody's Planet, Planet Fitness card has the barcode of a Celsius drink, and they're holding the Celsius drink in their Planet Fitness picture. And I was that's like, kind of weird. <laughs> that's pretty funny. I now know. I, I haven't been. I haven't been to. I've been working out my my family's home gym. Um, Planet Fitness. Are you guys wearing masks in the gym or? I I am. I feel like all the younger people are. I feel like it's the older people that are like. Oh. Dude, I, I could not tell you it. 
this whole mask thing drives me absolutely crazy. Yeah. Like, I, I wish people would just, because you're wearing a mask to protect your germs from somebody else. Yeah. And I don't know. It, it, it kind of makes you seem like a, a crappy person if you're not going to wear a mask and, like, help out. It's That's just my feeling. I watch, it's because all the old people are, like, complaining about this virus, and then they're the ones that are coming into the gym, taking their mask, because you're supposed to have a mask to come into the building. Yeah. They come in, they take it off, and they put it in their, in their locker. And then they go out and, like, breathe and sweat everywhere. And, uh, but luckily, I went to, uh, to this Planet Fitness over here that I usually go to, and they had, like, a power outage. So I went to another Planet Fitness on uh, Lantana and Congress. And it's, like, a two-story one. I've never been to that one before. And it has, like, brand-new equipment. It's really cool. It's, it's a lot bigger. So um, you start going to that one. Because there's not a lot. I, I think I know the one you used to go to. That one used to drive me crazy. Yeah. There's just, like... There, there'd be like people before, even before COVID, guys would like sweat all over the bench, and then they would just like walk away, and I'd be like, "What the hell? Like, why is this?" You know, like when people get like they have like greasy hair, and like they put their head back on the bench, yeah, and then like there's just like a giant grease spot, and you're like, "What the hell is that?" Yeah. Have you been to the two story one on Lantana? I haven't. Honestly, I I was going to Planet Fitness, and then I switched to LA Fitness right before this whole like I don't even think. I got to work out at LA like maybe twice uh-huh. and then uh, COVID hit and I haven't been back in the gym since, but I've been working out. Like my family has like a whole like dumbbell set and everything. Nice. So uh, that, that's what I've been using. I don't know. I, I don't think I, I can't see myself going back until the gym until like maybe next year. Yeah. So have you, uh, I've been working out like all summer, like every single day. And uh, I don't know. I've, not really seeing a lot of results. <laughs> that, that, that's all that I've been, like literally just working out, running. Yeah. Um, my, my girlfriend took me to that like fit to run place and like bought me like legit running shoes because I kept complaining that my feet hurt from running with like just like my, my regular shoes. And I ended up buying like shoes that I normally wear, just like a pair of Nikes. <laughs> have, you, uh, have you gotten any shots up? Uh, I haven't played at all, honestly. I, what I've really – I play golf probably like four or five times a week. That's, that's really all I've been doing. Yeah. I, my neighborhood has a court, but there's a lot of kids in my neighborhood, and they rip the rim off the backboard. Like, yeah. there's no rim on it. I'll send you a picture of it later. It's, like, the weirdest thing. But, like, we have a legit court here and everything. And uh, I was, like, thinking about it the other day. I was, like, oh, I'm going to go get some shots up. And then I, like, look at the – through the gate and there's no rim and I'm like, are you kidding me? And it's just like hanging on the ground. So I have an indoor court in my uh, apartment complex. Is it open? No. Is, is, does your apartment complex have a gym too? A really, really small one. Is it closed or? Yeah. Yeah. Everything's the, the place, the place that I lived before this for somehow they have everything open, like their pool and stuff. Yeah. So, well, hopefully everything opens back up so we can uh, play some ball. I just want to get back to work, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired of sitting around the house. I know, I know. But uh, yeah, th- this was fun, dude. I-, I love this. Yeah, man, let's do it again. What, Wednesday, Thursday? Yeah, we could do like Wednesday, like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah, sounds good. Are well, you keeping yeah. the name of the podcast? The Double Team? I, I guess I was thinking 
about maybe changing it, but I don't know. Then I got to change like the logo, like the, I mean the cover art and all that. Where'd you Where'd you find the cover art? I made it. You You made that? Yeah. That's legit, dude. I don't know if you uh, do. You have an Instagram? I do, but like I never post on it. <laughs> one, we uh, I had a, one of my buddies is a like a graphic designer, and he made us like a new cover. Like, it was like a fan art, and I was thinking about making that the cover art, but. Um, Ooh, I got, I got to I'm trying to, I'm trying to start a, um, a golf clothing line company. I gotta, I gotta get with, I gotta tell you my idea. I'm, I'm trying to find somebody to, to draw me up a logo. Okay. So. You can, my, my buddies, I'm been trying to start a clothing line for like 10 years now. And, uh, yeah, I'm having him make the logo for me. So, for your clothing line? Yeah. So yeah, but, I mean, I'll, I'll pay, I'll pay for a good logo, but like, I just want to get this logo and then start printing my, my girl, I finally caved in and I got my girlfriend. Um, you ever hear those like cricket machines where you can like make, yeah, you, they like make stuff and you put it on t-shirts. Like I, my girlfriend's like wanted a cricket forever. And I, I finally was like, all right, I'm going to get you a cricket. So she's been like making t-shirts nonstop now. <laughs> so, That's awesome. I'd love to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I was just like, I, I was talking about it with my brother on the golf course the other day and we came up with this brand. And I was like, dude, that's like a great idea. And he was like, I know. And I was like, well, I have the logo of what I want in my head, but I suck at drawing and art. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll let him know. See if he wants some uh, work doing a logo. Yeah. Like I'll pay for it because, you know. Yeah. Um, I'll send you uh, the double team Instagram. You can see the logo that he made for us. Yeah. So, so the next time we talk will be the 29th. Um, the games will, I think the games actually start the next day. 30th. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or we could do, you know, it'd be kind of cool if we did it during the first game and like we talked while the game was going on on yeah. Thursday night. I was thinking with that the Lakers awesome. and the, the Lakers and the Clippers open up. That'd be awesome. That would be dope. So. All right, man. Um, yeah, this we covered a lot. Everything that's going on. So, did you hit everything you wanted to? Yeah, I mean everything. When you sent me the list, I was like, that's literally all I wanted to talk about. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I hope we have more stuff. We can do like playoff predictions and stuff. Yeah, I I want to I want to do that. I'm riding with the scissors. <laughs> personally, I I think Philly's winning the whole thing this year. Really. Dude, can you imagine Embiid winning and then going in like a Disney parade like as soon as they win? I I I hate them. I I just think that they're primed right now to to win. I I hate Philly too. As long as uh I don't know. I just hope uh Joe Embiid and Ben Simmons show up if they can show up. I mean, all this I, I'm a LeBron fanboy too, but I just I don't think that Lakers roster just they look gross. They really do. <laughs> I don't know. And then losing Avery Bradley was like a solid player for them. And he could shoot the three and he plays defense. And then you add Deion Waiters and J.R. Smith and it just doesn't it doesn't work. Yeah. It's the me it's the meme team still. Like J.R. didn't play at all this year and he'll probably be in like their starting five somehow. And you'll you'll be like, what? Did you see him like uh, dribble, 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 fade away, and then hit the side of the backboard? <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah, I'm I'm right though, right? Like, yeah, 
he, he hasn't played a minute. Like, nobody wanted him this year. And then we'll look – we'll turn on the TV on Thursday night, and he'll be in, like, the Lakers starting lineup, and they'll be like, yeah. This Probably. dude wasn't playing at all this year, and now all of a sudden he's in the starting lineup. And finals MVP, J.R. Smith. Oh, dude, you know what? It, it really went down when uh, I, I think the Lakers had the – or uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers had the lead. Yeah. In game one of the NBA Finals. Georgia, Georgia Hill missed the free throw. Yeah, and he grabs the rebound. And LeBron's like, or they're tied or something, and they have a chance to win the game. And he thinks they're up by one. Yeah. <laughs> infamous, infamous, infamous play. Dude, once that happened, I, I remember watching that live. I was like, oh, they're done. This like Golden State now is going to come out in this overtime. And they did, and they smacked them. Yeah. So, but that was a fake Golden State team. Yeah. So maybe uh, Brooklyn will be good next year. Who knows? I I'm not rooting for Kyrie, but I hate Brooklyn, man. Yeah. I I can't stand them. The the no name squad. They, like, dude, everybody opted out. Yeah. For the fakest reasons too. Like. Yeah. You would you would think Dinwiddie would want to like because he's kind of like pretty big on like social uh, activism mm-hmm. on Twitter and stuff. You would think that he would want to come out and like make a point, but for him to opt out, it's kind of like I don't know. It's just well, he got he got COVID. I mean, but a lot a lot of people did. So, but he would have the antibodies. So I mean, like, yeah. If if I I have to get t- I want to get tested for the antibody. If I had the antibodies, I kind of feel better about being out and about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like not saying the antibodies can protect you, but I don't know. I'd feel much better about being in school if I had them. Yeah, for sure. Have Have, have you ever um? Do you have you seen any of the shit going on with like the, the people like telling teachers they're like piece of shit? They don't. They're like stupid for not wanting to go back to school and be in the classroom. No, I I heard someone say something about it, but I didn't look into it. Some asshole in Georgia was like, teachers are just cry, cry babies, not wanting to be like. The point is, yeah, kids may not have a chance to get it, but like, what about the people who teach the kids? Yeah. They don't think about that. <laughs> It's it's more than uh it's like the parents and the faculty and the kids and it's everyone, dude. And you know, you were there last year. It is impossible to get these kids to stop touching each other. Yeah, like it it really is. They they just can't keep their hands to themselves. Like they're always like hitting somebody or pushing somebody or grabbing somebody. Or it's just I don't know. I can't imagine sitting in a kindergarten class and telling, "Hey, put your mask back on." Yeah. And they're like, gonna wear a finger- hat and like swinging around like a slingshot, all that. Yeah. So like, even when we do go back, I bet we'll be wearing masks. But like, I could just see it now. I threw my mask out with my lunch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not looking forward to that. For um, those of you guys that don't know, uh, Oliver and Oliver and I are coworkers. We teach PE together. So the old, uh, good old PE, old fashioned PE. Yeah. <laughs> So, I don't know. I just hope they, they hire somebody cool to work with us. Yeah. So, we had a guy, but, you know. I don't know. Unless you're just, like, this two-man group now. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. We'll take yeah. it. Dude, I wouldn't doubt it. I, I would not doubt it if they were like, yeah, you guys are the only ones doing PE this year. Save some money. 
save, save a, a couple of thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right, man. And then again, I don't know how, I don't know how off, how, because uh, we talked a lot before this. It says an hour 40, but is that the actual, been like, we've been talking about NBA. I, lo- I dude, I could talk to NBA all day. I love it, man. I love sports in general. Like I could do, I could do any kind of sport. I just, it's my life. Yeah. My my, my sister tells me all the time. She's like, I can't talk to you because all you talk about is sports. Yeah. I like it's, it's funny. Like uh, Christine will like drag me to like different like parties and stuff, and I'll just I'll just like stand there until I hear someone like mention sports and be like, oh okay, what are you talking about? Yeah. Be like, oh, I'm going to this group over here. <laughs> I'll find some like random guy like in the back of the corner that's like watching the like some random game. Dude, but my, my girlfriend used to get so mad on uh we went to Pennsylvania, I think two years ago for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And uh, her family was doing like this like game and I was nowhere to be found. I was sitting in front of the TV watching the Christmas Day basketball and she like freaked out on me and was just like, Aren't you gonna come over here and like be with family on Christmas? And I'm just like but the game is on. <laughs> LeBron James is family. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah, this is cool, man. Yeah. All right. Well, for those of you guys that are listening on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. Give us five stars. Leave a review. And if you're on Spotify or any other one, just give us a follow. And recommend us to your friends. We, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll be back on Wednesday. So yeah. All right, man. Good talking to you, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Peace out. I'll, I'll see everybody later. Peace. All right, bye.